listeners welcome to another great podcast session i'm shivani muthiala the latest technologies such as artificial intelligence or intelligent automation or ml and many more tech trends are leading the world irrespective of industries these technologies are adding great value across industries whether it be healthcare or financial services or manufacturing or logistics almost every other sector right and especially when coming to the financial industry these technologies are doing a great job in enhancing better customer experience on one side and also automating the process on the other side to elaborate on the same front we have bharat raizada who is the chief technology officer at wells fogo india and philippines so let's welcome our speaker for the day hi bharat how are you doing hey shivani good to be here thank you for having me on your show pleasure to have you here on today So uh, first of all could you tell our listeners what Wells Fargo is all about you know even though we are a bit familiar with it No absolutely and I think it's a good question to get start So quick overview of Wells Fargo Wells Fargo is a leading financial services company with approximately 1.9 trillion in assets We serve 1 in 3 households in the US and more than 10% of small businesses in the US We are also a leading middle market banking provider in the US Wells Fargo provides a diversified set of banking, investment, mortgage products and services as well as consumer banking, finance and commercial finance and we have four large uh, reporting operating segments essentially consumer banking and lending, commercial banking, corporate and investment banking and wealth and investment management. In the communities we serve, the company focuses on social impact on building a sustainable inclusive future for all of us supporting housing affordability small businesses financial health and low carbon economy i think couple of key call outs i would say shivani is we are ranked number 37 on fortune's 2021 ranking of america's largest corporations we are the 20th biggest employer in the us 2021 survey according to fortune we are the third most valuable banking brand in the us and seventh most valuable banking brand in the world according to brand finance 2021 and lastly i would say we are number 7 across areas in terms of top companies for people with disabilities number 7 for from an lgbtq plus perspective employees and veterans according to diversity incorporated i think just to wrap it up very quickly given we are talking in india from an indian philippines standpoint the indian philippines wells fargo setup is primarily an extension shivani of the technology operations digital innovation and corporate support functions that we have all across the world from an india philippines standpoint we have offices in bangalore chennai Hyderabad and Manila. So that's a quick view of what Wells Fargo is about. Wonderful. Happy to know about you know Wells Fargo. And uh, as you just spoke about you know few of the specializations and services that the company is offering to its clients. So uh, can you just elaborate on that front, please? No, absolutely. As I said, right, uh, leading financial services company. So some of the key products we offer to our customers are as follows. very typical of a large scale financial services organization we offer consumer banking and lending through which we offer diversified financial products and services for consumers and small businesses uh, annual sales generally up to around 5 million for those small businesses these financial services and products include checking or savings account as we call it credit and debit cards as well as home auto personal small business banking so that's our first line i would say first big product second big product is commercial banking This provides financial solutions to private, family-owned, and certain public companies. We provide this across multiple sectors: secured lending and lease products, and treasury management. 
The third big chunk of our business is corporate and investment banking. Through this portfolio, we deliver a suite of capital markets, banking, financial products, and services to corporates, commercial real estate, government, and institutional clients globally. Our products there include corporate banking, investment banking, treasury management, commercial real estate, lending, servicing, equity, and finance, fixed income, as well as sales, trading, and research. And a last, the fourth big line from, a, from, from that standpoint is wealth and investment management, which provides personalized wealth management, investment, and retirement products and services to our clients across US-based businesses, including our advisory, the Wealth Swago Advisors, and private banking. We serve clients' brokerage needs, financial planning, private banking, uh, credit and fiduciary services for high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals and families. So that in a summary are some of our three core products across those four large areas as I talked about, Shivan. Amazing. You know, as technology these days had been, you know, very prominent and uh, most yeah. of the companies are using it for their operations. So <laughs> how is the company leveraging these tech trends, you know, in particular, whether it be artificial intelligence or uh, machine learning or big data analytics or even for that matter, automation? Yeah, and I think... Uh, Given uh, my role as the CTO for Indian Philippines, I think it's a very pertinent, very relevant question in today's time, Shivan. I think I'll talk at a high level from an industry standpoint. I think what's happened over the last few years in financial services, we have seen a significant surge or increase in our technology spend and investments across the industry globally as the organizations accelerate their digital transformation journey. A significant chunk of that investment is in the technologies that you have covered pretty much uh, big data analytics, formulating data strategies, leveraging technologies that you talked about, right? AI, ML, big data, as well as automation, as it's referred to in the industry as intelligent automation, as well as robotic process automation. I think the use cases for the above technologies, Shivani, are multiple across the spectrum from an industry standpoint, from risk and fraud detection, simplifying and accelerating collection and payments, uh, deposits, capturing the voice of the customer better, improving the customer experience through hyper-personalization, providing the customers the right information at the time that they need it. And these are some examples. All of these above areas I mentioned, leverage data, which is both structured and unstructured data, uh, AI ML to deliver the value and reduce risk. Now on the automation aspects or the intelligent automation, I think there's a big play for that in financial services. It can be used to reduce inefficiencies, speed up processes, automate manual tasks, reduce errors, and thereby improve the customer experience. If you look at even the example you would have even in place, like even in India, right? You go through a home loan process. There's a lot of manual forms, processes to be filled. If you think of how you can intelligently use automation, you can accelerate that process, reduce your manual errors, as well as improve the customer experience. From a Wells Fargo perspective, we aim to leverage these technologies that you talked about in a bunch of the areas I, I covered earlier to reduce both the risk as well as improve our customer experience interacting with the bank. And I'm happy to talk through more specific examples as we talk through in today's conversation. Absolutely. And I'm happy to know how the company is actually enhancing this new tech trends. So as we just spoke about the technologies, you know, such as automation and big data, how are these helping the financial services, you know, to be more efficient and secure? Yeah. Let me expand on it. So let me take uh, automation first. It's predicted that intelligent automation will accelerate and will lead to a significant optimization on some of our industry-wide, financial industry-wide back-end jobs that we have over the next 
five years plus, I would say, the next three to five years and more. If you look at account opening, right, to loan processing for customers, I think they are all prime candidates for automation. Think of it, even from an Indian context, as I mentioned earlier, right, be it a home loan you go through or a credit card and so on and so forth, there's amount of paperwork that's there. And as we look at it from an industry standpoint, a lot of this is getting digitized. And along with getting digitized, it is getting automated. Intelligent automate through leveraging intelligent automation, financial services organizations can now use bots, autom automations to handle a variety of these tasks that I talked about, the loan processing, the account opening, lending, et cetera, and therefore make it simpler for our customers, more efficient, speedier, and improve the customer experience. So I think that that's from an efficiency player perspective. And also, as you reduce the manual errors, you may make the process more secure. Similarly, on the big data side of things, now three big, at a very basic level, three big fundamental principles, uh, fundamental features of big data is it's high velocity data that's coming in. There's a lot of variety in terms of how the data flows into the organization, as well as the volume. There's large volumes of data. And that's why basically some of it, it's referred to as big data. This data is also flowing through multiple channels. If you think about it, it's flowing in as customers interact with us through mobile phones, through web, through ATMs, talking to our agents, or actually having people interaction going to branches. So there's a lot of data coming in or using their mobile apps for it. So there's a lot of data coming in, which has all these characteristics. Organizations are increasingly focusing on forming a very cohesive data strategy. So they can actually make sense of the data that's coming in, uh, structure the data right, both from a risk and security perspective, which means detect instances of fraud, detect instances of anti-money laundering, detect in, strength in strengthening their KYC processes, and thereby reducing risk. The data is also used, used in the right way to provide a better personalized experience for their customers in terms of how should we engage with our customers? How should we be able to provide them the right information when they need it at the right time in their customer journey, as well as how they need it? Should it be through email, through voice, through SMS, and so on and so forth? So I would say both automation as well as big data have a big, big role to your point to not just make the whole system more efficient as well as secure. So that's a quick view, Shivani. Very rightly spoke about, you know, the challenges that can be eliminated using the automation and big data. Indeed, this technology serve a huge purpose in securing the data and also being more efficient. You know, as you just spoke about the customer experiences and the, you know, the lines before. So, um, Many uh, companies are having this motto that, you know, uh, they should provide a good customer experiences nowadays, right. right? And most of them are doing it with the help of technology. So how right. is Wellpogo using big data to improve the customer experience? Yeah. So as I said, uh, big data helps in a variety of ways, right? Detecting fraud, reducing risk, as well as a stronger, richer, personalized experience to the customer. So across the board. To your question on improving customer experience, uh, let me give you a very specific example of how we're using this in Wells Fargo. Uh, we have created a scalable intuitive solution using the power of big data and AI to drive customer personalization. This solution leverages real-time data to identify what is the best conversation we can have with the customer. This allows us to not just talk to the customers about things that are relevant from there, from their journey perspective, so what's the customer seeking from a financial services organization at that point? 
Is it a loan? Uh, is it is it some funding? Is it account details, so on and so forth? So what journey are they on? And second, how should we engage with them through our channels so that we provide them that relevant conversational information through all our channels, whether they reach out to us through an agent, whether they reach us through our branch, or whether they open their mobile app. So for us to intuitively understand what a customer wants and how should we engage with them requires all of this decisioning to come in. This allows us to truly see our customers across all these channels and better understand their activities, their needs, their ask at that point, thereby allowing us to serve our customer in a more proactive way at the right time, in the right way, and build even stronger relationships. As we have started going on this journey, we have already started to see improved customer engagement and higher customer satisfaction, So, which drives to how we improve our customer experience. So that's just one quick example on how we use some of the data as well as some of the other technologies we covered over above, like AI, to improve the customer experience. That sounds really interesting. And, you know, data has become prime for organizations to make better decisions, right? So how is data helping financial services to reduce risk for both, you know, uh, bank banks as well as for the customers? Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with your point. And, and as I mentioned above, right, there's a lot of data coming in. Because if you think as, a, as yourself, as a customer, you are in, engaging with your bank in a variety of ways, even from an India perspective, right? You are engaging with your bank every time you go to an ATM, you make a transaction, when you go shopping, either online or offline, through your mobile phone, when you're doing some action there, through the internet, when you do internet banking, bank branches, if you ever decide to visit a bank branch, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of interaction points now. This data, as I mentioned, is both is characterized by its high volume, velocity, and variety. Now, the challenge for the financial services organization is now with all this data coming in through all these interaction points from their hundreds and thousands of customers, in Wells Fargo's case, millions of customers, uh, as they do banking, lending, loans, credit cards, so on and so forth. How do we make sense of it? And how do we use it to your question to reduce risk? Very importantly, both for the customer and for the bank. So some of the ways this is done is one of the ways we leverage big, big data is banks leverage big data is to track anti-money laundering activities. So that's one significant space. So we want to make sure the anti-money laundering algorithms will filter our incoming transactions. It will flag suspicious transactions and says, hey, this transaction does not seem right. Let's double click on it and inspect for anomalies. Some of these diagnostics that we do are driven by regulatory requirements. Some are more pattern anomalies. Credit card fraud, for example, is a big space as well, where some of this anomaly detection is done. You would have experienced this in India as well, actually, we see it. If you typically do a typical pattern of spending on your credit card and suddenly say you do a big transaction, typically your bank, you will receive a call from your bank pretty soon after that transaction saying, hey, we see that you've done this transaction. Is that the right transaction? Is that something you did? Or is this a credit card fraud instance? So that's where a lot of data is coming in where they're looking at the anomalies and then making sure to check with the customer to say, hey, I hope you did not have a credit card fraud case. Now, think about millions of customers doing millions of transactions. If you can't mine your data well, then you can't pick out these cases. Similarly, you can strengthen your KYC for customers by leveraging a lot of information that's out there in the product domain. You can reduce your credit risk by looking at the patterns of payments to find out where is a potential where we can have a credit default. 
So a lot of those use cases. Uh, big data is driving, as I said, from securing your customer, securing your bank, making your life more peaceful because through all of these structures, we are now in a, the banks and financial services globally aim to be in a space where we can detect anomalies as and when they happen at real time so that we can rapidly close down potential risk to both you and the bank. So that's a quick view of how things are panning out right now, Shivan. Absolutely. You know, I agree with all your points. And uh, as we also spoke about the intelligent automation or the RPA, so uh, it is a very new trend in the industry right now. So what are its applications in the fintech, do you think? Yeah, I think intelligent automation or RP, as you rightly count, called out, I think is expanding very, very fast because in today's digital age, we truly want to make things faster for our customers. So the process is less manual. It's more fast. You improve the speed as well as reduce the risk because what you really do not want is as you try and increase your speed, you reduce, you do, you, you in any way increase the exposure of risk for our customers. So it's a twin challenge. You have to increase speed, reduce risk, as well as be more efficient, reduce your errors as well. That's where intelligent automation comes in. And it doesn't typically stand alone, I would say, Shivani. So it's not like there's intelligent automation sitting in one bucket and AI ML in another. Typically, you can tie the two of them together to get the benefits of both of them. A good example of that, I would say, I mean, I'm thinking even for us, is the new integrated account receivable service that we recently launched. It combines AI ML and robotic automation. And what does it do? It simplifies your payments, the money flowing in or remittances, data capture, and invoice matching. The goal of all of these solutions is to make sure we allow our customer to focus on their core business and spend less time in piecing together things such as uh, payments, data, so on and so forth. Similarly, in the larger industry, I would say, to the examples I gave earlier, a lot of the documentation we have today linked to, and in India, I would say actually it's rapidly reducing as well as around the globe, but the, all, the data, all the manual interactions we need to have on signing forms, whether it be for loans, accounts, credit cards, car loan, auto loan, so on and so forth. These are all prime candidates to leverage intelligent, intelligent automation. So there's a limited or no manual entry, thereby reducing errors by typo or incorrect entry, as well as making the system more digitized, automated, and efficient. And I think this trend will continue in the coming years. I think intelligent automation has a massive role to play in making uh, some of these fundamental processes more efficient. Yes, in, it indeed has a very huge role to play in the future as well. Thanks for elaborating on that front, Bharat. In the yeah. same context, how is Wells Fogo, you know, harnessing this particular technology to address the disruptive nature of the pandemic and to provide seamless customer experience? Mm, that's a good question. From a pandemic standpoint, how did we leverage intelligent automation? So a lot of use cases, but let me cover one which I think truly struck a chord with me, I think was really important. So to give you context, as the COVID pandemic spread in the U.S., the U.S. government rolled out a program called the PPP, Payment Protection Program. And the goal of that program was to provide a direct incentive, cash benefits to small businesses to help them keep their workforce employed during the COVID-19 virus. Because businesses were directly getting impacted by COVID-19. So the U.S. government said, we'll have a payment protection program so that small businesses get direct incentives so that they can keep their people on their role so people don't lose their jobs. Now, this 
payout of this incentive to small businesses was via branches and via banks. And Wells Fargo had a big role. Through 2020, last year and 2021, Wells Fargo played a huge role in that payment protection program. And we helped hundreds and thousands of small businesses get what they needed to truly keep their doors open, keep their employees paid and their customers' needs met. So where did intelligent automation come in this? This obviously the whole PPP program, the payment protection program in US began in April 2020 last year. And there were additional rounds of funding in the US through the Small Business Administration from the US. Our role was improving the service offering. So what we did is we made this entire process of PPP, we rapidly used intelligent automation on it. From a manual slow way of processing initially, we transitioned to an automated process within weeks, primarily driven by intelligent automation. We gained efficiency, faster process, digitized the whole thing. And at the center of it was our RPA bots, our robotic process automation bots. We evolved it so rapidly. We brought in things like intelligent extraction of data from forms, auto-population of content on uploading document, reducing the number of manual reviews or by people because we could do it in an automatic way, thereby accelerating the processing speed. And for a small business, this processing speed is really important. If you're a small business who's looking for the direct incentive, if the bank can process that request faster, then it means save jobs and food on the table for the people. So we accelerated the process while simultaneously reducing errors. To give you a number, and this is slightly dated, I would say, I think by end of Q2 of this year, so June of this year, Wells Fargo as a company, we had provided more than 280,000, so 280,000 loans through the payment protection program to help the smallest of small businesses in US in, in need of this. And I can clearly say intelligent automation and some of the transformational digital transformation work we did helped us achieve this. Obviously, in this intelligent automation, as I said, collaborated with innovation, technology, operations, strategy, and digital teams. But a great example, when you have a problem statement, how do you make it efficient, better for your customers using intelligent automation? So that's, that's one example. And I went into that detail because it's pretty close to my heart. That's interesting to know about, you know, how Wells Fargo was part of PPP and lended its part, you know, using intelligent automation. So, and lastly, what, according to you, are the new tech trends that are yet to enter the financial service market in the coming next five years, maybe? Uh, that's a fun question to wrap the talk, Shivani. I mean, the way financial services and technology is evolving, I think even with a crystal ball, it won't be easy. So I would say this is my personal view. The answer to this question is my personal view, not an official Wells Fargo take on how the future of five years would be in terms of what are some of the new trends. Uh, but one of the things, so in no particular order, I think these are some trends we'd see. One is the rollout of 5G. So in US, it's already happening. In India, a lot of the infrastructure is getting set up and 5G rollout will begin. So if you remember from 2G to 3G to 4G was a big change. 5G for all of us, will make the internet speed way, way faster. I think in your personal lives, it will help in a lot of way where you can download, you can watch your Netflix flicks very easily on your mobile phones. But I would say from a financial services, what this means is we can create a much better, richer digital experience for our customers because of this increased bandwidth. We will see, as we say in the industry, we will see the bank move closer to the customer, which means we, your virtual experience with the bank will become much better. I think there will be a bigger role of augmented reality or virtual reality. Today, it 
we you need to all these or have all these headsets for them i think that technology will improve and with the rollout of 5g progress in augmented reality virtual reality and richer digital experience i think that's one big space that will change um the second big thing i think that will play a role is so everybody's heard of everything that's happening around blockchain crypto and so on i think this space will continue to evolve as well as we will see a big impact of the underlying technology i would say the distributed ledger technology or dlt and their adoption in our day to day life so i think that's something we should be i guess we would see in the next 5 years i think the talk we had today on the role of ai ml and data that will become more and more important more intelligence more bots intelligent personal advisory services your own personal bot for advisory services explainable ai which is already out there which is how do i explain the model that did this artificial intelligent decision contextual finance so that your bank and i'm talking if you see how your experience today is your bank will be able to provide you more relevant information when you need it and how you need it rather than you getting flooded by smss and messages that make lesser sense to you so i think banking will become more contextual and i think lastly my fourth big one would be uh fifth big one rather would be payments industry we have seen i think payments evolve in a big way in globally as well as in india so if you think of us you here when you now go to a shop you do not take out typically cash you do not take out your credit card you typically use your mobile phone to pay to make the payment so payments industry i think on a retail level is seeing a lot of innovation at an institutional level we'll see a lot of innovation on how rapidly and securely money moves uh, across corporates and 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 geographies so i would say some of these are some of the trends we would see in the coming 5 years and again i would love to be surprised i hope i'm right but i won't be surprised if i'm not so right absolutely and you know 5g or whether it be ar and vr or blockchain or artificial intelligence machine learning all the tech trends which you spoke about are you know really going to add a lot of value to the financial services and optimistically looking forward you know to see even more innovative solutions coming up from wells focus and thank you so much bharat it was pleasure talking to you hope our listeners have gained lot of you know valuable insights from this session Thank you so much for your time Shivani it was lovely to be here Pleasure having you here today on Antics Insight platform So listeners stay tuned for more such interesting podcast thank you see you all again very soon